Welcome into Wrestling with the Mind. It is Seth Burgett here, and this is sort of the return episode for me. It's been a long time since I have talked to you all, but before we get that out of the way, uh, before we kind of talk about what was going on and why I haven't been on the air, why I haven't been putting out content, uh, let me first uh, tell you, you can reach out to the podcast, to me specifically, uh, at Wrestling With The Mind. Uh, on Facebook, wrestling with the mind at gmail.com or wrestle mind pod on Twitter. Those are ways that you can reach out and and speak uh, to me directly. Really is just a one man show. I do have someone who uploads my episodes for me. Uh, shout out to, to Captain Chris uh, for that. But uh, in terms of, of the show and the content and the editing, that's all me. So. Let's backtrack a little bit. The last time that you all have heard from me, it was, uh, I guess it was back in September or October. And uh, I had on one of my colleagues, Tiana Allen, who uh, will be joining me at some point in the near future for another uh, episode. And and we'll sort of really dig into uh, what teaching was like for us in the first year and get different perspectives on uh, what teaching uh, was uh, to each one of us from a male and a female perspective as a a first year teacher and how we dealt with that while also dealing with anxiety and depression and so that's something that that is coming up soon when both of us can uh, get together I've got some new equipment so if the sound quality is different uh, I'm still sort of figuring it out, but it is much better than what I had before, and uh, that that's a good thing. Uh, I'm trying to upgrade the podcast. But uh, so why is it that I have not been on the air? Well, the, the biggest reason has been, A, I was a first-year teacher. Everything that I did each day was new. I didn't have a base that I could fall back on. I didn't have uh, a game plan already that I just needed to tweak or add something to or, or something along those lines. And so um, it became very stressful each day to make sure that I, I had everything that I needed together to take care of my kids the best way that I could. And so um, what little time that I had, I dedicated to self-care. That's something that I have talked about on the show that I always ask people about because I think that's one of the key things in terms of dealing with anxiety and depression is taking care of yourself. You've got to do things that make you happy, whatever that is. Um, I have different avenues that I use for that, one of which is video games, and I'll I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, wrestling, etc., I mean, that's part of the, the podcast. I will say if you're listening to this for the first time, I would recommend going back to the very first episode that's where I tell my story. That's where you sort of learn who I am, why I'm doing this podcast, what it's all about. But I will say that the, the biggest reason that I'm doing this and continue to do it, even though it's, it's sort of off and on, is because mental health is demonized in society. It's something that people don't want to talk about. People are afraid to talk about. And it needs to be brought to the forefront, or at least if it's not brought to the forefront... It needs to be uh, in a place where it's okay to talk about. And so that's part of why I'm I'm unafraid to uh, unapologetically tell my story 
and talk about this because I want other people to feel comfortable. I don't want people to feel the way that I felt or, or have felt in the past. And so I, I, I use this creative outlet. Uh, I've got radio experience and, and, you know, I've got a decent voice, or at least I'm told that. And so uh, I'm trying to, uh, that's one of the main goals at least. So um, rewind back. Uh, teaching was very stressful for me in a good way, of course, because it's something that I love to do. And I'm going to share a couple of stories of, of, you know, students that I was able to um, sort of reach out to because, you know, the, the thing about dealing with mental health is um, and dealing with, you know, 130, 140, you know, kids every day. And the thing about dealing with, you know, that many kids is that you don't know what they're going through just like they don't know what you're going through and when they're comfortable enough to disclose that hey maybe they're dealing with anxiety or depression or you have a situation where you think that might be something that's going on um, it allows you to uh, be able to talk to them about that and so um, that's something that i became very very passionate about i'll share a couple of those stories but you know it's no different than being out on the street you know you see people walking up and down the street you have no idea what they're dealing with you don't know um what it is that that you know what battles they're fighting what demons they might be dealing with inside and it's really easy to put on a front and pretend like you're okay and a lot of us that deal with anxiety and depression are very very good at that um, we know how to fake it uh, basically we know how to blend in it's it's we're almost chameleons in that way and so uh, I wanted to be able to lend an ear um, for those students uh, to talk to, to to be able to uh, just relate uh, that, that somebody in their life cares enough to care about them and that's not the, you know, I don't want to sound like that's the only students I care about. That's not the case. If you're listening to this, you know, I care about all my students and I would help any one of them any way that I could. But with mental health specifically, because I know I dealt with that at that age without knowing that I was dealing with that and can I can see some of the signs. You know, I have a unique perspective and experience that I can lend them that they may not be getting anywhere else. And so. You know, that's something that uh, that I, I enjoy doing. Um, and that's part of why I do the podcast, because I, I, I wonder if there's others that are listening that are dealing with that. Uh, hopefully this is a podcast that is ageless. And what I mean by that is I want people to be able to listen to it of, of any age. Uh, and, and if you're dealing with that, to feel like you're not alone. Uh, that that's sort of what I'm I'm hoping for out of this. But uh, you know, I did work with the the counseling team at my in my school. They're great um, to be able to to offer and lend that sort of support uh, for mental health uh, that not every school offers. Uh, my district is is very fortunate in that way. But before I get to some of that, and before I share some of those stories, of course, I'm not using names or anything like that. I'm just telling sharing some experiences because I think that's one of the big things that um, can make this subject less demonized. I think it's something that can make mental health more normal 
And by normal, I mean what's normal for us, and it's different for everybody. I don't know that there's one definition of normal. I think normal is something that exists in our own mind, and we it's a perception that we have, and we each strive to whatever we think normal is. But for, for those of us that deal with anxiety and depression, normal is very different, and we are sort of jealous of normal. A lot of us are. I don't know that everybody is, but I know I am. You know, sometimes I'll talk to my wife, and I'll say, you know, I wish I could be normal like you. I wish I could just be happy and not have to worry about everything or stress about things or just, you know, have my mind play tricks on me in the way that it does. And so, um, you know, that's that's one of the things that I think will help is people sharing their stories and sharing experiences and connecting with one another. Um, I think that's how this goal gets accomplished and it's not going to get accomplished in my lifetime and and probably not yours either if you're listening but we can work toward that uh we can certainly um you know get to a point that um we're helping each other out so uh, back to self-care so as i mentioned school was very stressful for me I'm learning. Um, you know, it's the greatest job I'll ever do. It's something that I love. I, I truly have a passion for it. And it's that is a nice thing to, to feel like you belong, to feel like you're doing what you're supposed to do in life. And I, I'm at that point right now, and I'm, I'm happy with that. That's something I've not been able to say in terms of a career, that I'm truly happy that when I go to school each day, I don't call it work. I've never called it work. I'm going to school. I mean, it is an employer. I do get paid to do it, but it's never been work for me. Um, and so, uh, but one of the things that I had to be very conscious of when doing um, this podcast is that I had to take care of myself. I had to look out for myself before anybody else because that's the important thing and if you're listening you deal with with the mental health issues or that be anxiety depression bipolar whatever that case is you need to take care of yourself too and find something that you can do now here's where the advice comes in for me when you find that thing that you like to do or those things that you like to do it truly needs to be enjoyable for you and when i what i mean when i say this is one of the things that, that I love to do is play video games. I've been a gamer my whole life. I've always played video games. It's always been an escape for me. It truly has been something that um, takes me out of wherever I'm at in the world, whatever I'm doing, whatever mood that I'm in, and um, it basically makes me... Uh, it, it just takes me to a different place. I guess that's the best way to put it. You know, when I'm when I'm playing a video game, I'm in another world. I don't exist in this in the same world that I'm sitting in. I'm I'm focused on this other world I'm playing in. And so that's something that I do. It's a distraction. It's it's something that's fun. It takes my mind off of things. It, it sort of redirects me. I know some some people do that. I know I'm not the only one, but. It should never become work for you. And that's sort of what had happened to me. One of the things I started doing this year in 2019 uh, was streaming my video games on a website called Twitch. And that's fun. 
Um, you have people, you can build a community, you know, people will stop in and watch you play video games. Um, the biggest reason that I did it was not because I wanted to be seen, uh, because that's not the case at all. I don't mind being heard. I'm, I'm pretty good behind a microphone, or so I'm told. I have a decent voice, or so I'm told. But I'm not really comfortable in front of a camera. And that's one of the things you sort of need to do if you're going to be successful at streaming video games. And so uh, that was an adjustment for me. Uh, I had to get okay with with being uh, in front of a camera. It wasn't fun. Uh, but, you know, I sort of got adjusted. And I, I stopped paying attention to the camera as much as what I was doing. And, and so video games still provided that escape. But the biggest reason why I did it was for my students. A lot of them play video games, Fortnite, and things like that. And so I decided that I was going to uh, stream my video games, and that would give them an outlet to watch me do something that I like to do, something that they like to do. So I'm connecting with them in that way. They would stop in, um, watch me play a game or two. You know, we would say hey to each other. And that was sort of it. But you know the next day in class or you know a couple days after you know depending on what it was they would talk about it and so it gave me an avenue to talk to some of these kids one of which i realized um did deal with with some anxiety and depression and so it allowed me to relate to that student up through video games and so i i think for that student that was a way that that they dealt with with their own um, issues and I can completely relate to that because it is a way that I have dealt with my own issues and so um, it was fun at first you know I did it you know an hour or two three to four nights a week uh, until my wife got kind of bored of me doing it because I stopped playing a game that she liked to play a game that I like and so it was less fun for her. Um, and so you, you sort of have to manage the people around you um, when you're doing that sort of thing. But the other thing about it was is it became sort of like a job. You know, it became something that became very stressful for me. It became something that, you know, I would go a few days without um, doing a stream and I would have students ask about it. And, and in one respect, that's a good thing because they care enough to ask. You know, you've, you've reached them in that way. But on the other, on the other side, um, for me, it became stressful because it, yeah, I felt an obligation to do it. And so I basically shut it down for a little while, much like the podcast. Now, the podcast was, was also one of those things that it, would, it had become a little stressful to me. Now, that doesn't mean I don't love doing it because I'm, I'm doing it right now. Uh, but during the summer, I, I have a little bit more time that I can dedicate to that. And so, for me, uh, it, it was basically, you know, I've got to take care of myself, but, but this thing that I'm doing to take care of myself is also becoming stressful on top of everything else. And so, I had to back away from that, and if I played video games, it was just to play them, not, not necessarily to, to show other people. And that's one thing I will advise people against, is, is when you find that self-care thing, don't let it become a point where you feel like you have to do it or that it becomes a job to you because that in itself is 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 not by definition what we 
refer to when we talk about self-care and, and taking care of yourself and doing that thing that that makes you happy and sort of takes you out of everything and so that was uh, one of the things that that was a bit problematic for me so it took a backseat number one priority was always teaching still is always will be had coaching responsibilities that that's pretty high up on the list too because i do enjoy working with kids and as i said before it's, it's kind of nice to um, feel like you belong somewhere and feel like you're in a place that um that you're happy that that you enjoy what you're doing or where you're at each day and for many of us that's not something that you know we get to to say or get to do a lot of people aren't happy with their jobs or or, or happy with their circumstances or situations and so for me it, it became different when i got my my degree and was able to start teaching now one of the things that i had mentioned was that i had the opportunity to reach some students and i did uh, a couple in particular who um had reached out to me i, I had learned one way or another that they dealt with uh anxiety and depression uh, or both uh as it may have been one listens to the podcast so shout out to and you know who you are uh, i'm not naming names or anything like that um but you know this student came to me and basically told me that that through sharing my story and through um the help that i was able to give them they didn't feel alone anymore and that was maybe the greatest compliment i'd ever gotten because as someone who has felt very alone in this world to know that that me sharing my story to know that me just telling about the things that i deal with on a daily basis or have dealt with for most of my life that that was very powerful to me very impactful and i said that's that's why i'm doing this you know and and i don't know if there's others that i have reached in that way um that are listening that i don't know but but if i have you know thank you for for allowing me to be that help and i had another one another student who came to me and and this particular student dealt with with some anxiety issues um and so i was able to help them in the same way in fact you know we would sit down and talk from time to time about the things that 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 student dealt with and and you know maybe how i manage my own so that i could maybe help them you know or give them ideas as to how to help manage that or deal with that and so i always consider that kind of an honor that someone has thought enough about me and what i'm doing to be able uh to sit down and help those you know those students um it was incredible to me and those are just a couple of small stories i'm not going into great details i'm not you know going to give names or anything like that there's confidentiality issues with, with that so um so i'm going to be very i don't want to say cryptic but but i'm i'm just being very uh generic in how i'm talking about it um but that was that was great for me you know uh that helped me as much as it helped them 
Uh, and I don't know that they realize that, that I was able to, to provide some sort of insight on this issue that they were having. And I've done it with, with colleagues. I've done it with just friends. And, and I've learned that more people deal with this than, than you're aware. I remember when I came out and told people that, hey, I deal with anxiety and depression. You know, I thought I had a friend that was dealing with it, and I thought it was important to come out and share my story. And the amount of support that I got and people that would message me privately and say, hey, I'm with you. Like, I get it. I'm there, too. That that was very incredible. And that's part of what I hope this podcast does. Uh, I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to start doing it a lot more. Um, I'm going to try to get a few in the can that way. You know, once August rolls around and I'm and I am uh, doing the um, and I am doing the the school thing and the coaching thing and everything ramps up that I can get ahead a little bit. And so, um, you know, if you're a person that wants to be on the podcast, you want to share your story, you can certainly do that. I mean, it is an open forum. That's part of what I want this thing to be. Uh, I, I need people that that are willing to step up and and say hey here's here's what i deal with here's who i am and you can listen to previous episodes and get some of that i've had some great guests on so far and and i'm incredibly appreciative of that so one of the things that i thought i would do on this episode is just discuss something that that sort of touched me um and it's not uh you know it's not like a powerful story it's nothing like that but it's a list that I, I came across. Um, one of the places that I'm very passionate about uh, is is the counseling and uh, center at my university, at my alma mater, Western Kentucky University. And they will post things from time to time, and it helps me. And so, and I know other uh, people do the same thing or not other people, excuse me, other universities will do the same thing. They, they have counseling centers and they help students and things like that. And, you know, I would not have been able to, you know, get over or manage or learn to cope with the things that I deal with had it not been for the counseling center at Western Kentucky University. So shout out to you all. I don't know if anybody listens from there, but uh, definitely a big shout out because... Uh, it made me a better person. It made me come to terms with who I was and how to deal with that and overall live a, a happier life. Now, that doesn't mean that every day's happy for me. I have bad days as well and, and have trouble managing it. But my day-to-day has gotten so much better and did get so much better from you know the weekly sessions that I had over there. And so that's something I'm, I advocate for as counseling. I think it does help to have someone who just listens to you and is, um, and is objective, who's not, you know... It, some people will tell you talk to family and friends but you know they know you and um they're gonna have a biased opinion and so it was nice to go talk to someone who just listened to my side of of whatever was dealing i was dealing with or, or how i felt not judge me and just whether it was just listen give an opinion give a thought make me look at something a different way it was something i'm very passionate about so they shared a list, um, and I wanted to, to go over this and talk about it because this is one of the things that I dealt with uh, and still do 
quite a bit because one of the th- traits that I, I've found many people have in common that deal with depression and anxiety is the fact that uh, we are people pleasers. We want to make people happy. A lot of times we do that at our own uh, detriment. And so with that our own feelings sort of um, take a back seat and we do things because we want others to be happy. And so the list, uh, and they shared this a while ago. I just, I've kept it because it is something that, that I related to. And so I want to discuss this. I'm going to go through each one of these. How many of them are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I'm going to, you know, discuss them or read them off, give a quick thought about them. And then I'm going to wrap up this episode for today. I'm not sure when this is going to drop, but it certainly will be promoted. And I do hope you listen to it. I do hope you reach out to me, talk to me, let me know what you thought. Because I do think it's going to be, um, I think this thing can grow. I think there's a place for this because nobody is, is really talking about mental health. And, and so, you know, it's something that I can, can provide people. Um, it's, it's something that, that uh, we need more of. And so uh, number one on this list is what do boundaries feel like? First one up, it's not my job to fix others. And how many times have I lived my life trying to fix things? trying to be the glue trying to help others you know be happy um and part of what i think happens when you do that is is your own happiness takes a back seat and so uh my family was a huge part of this for me getting over it um i'm sort of the one everybody comes to in my family to tell me what's going on what's wrong and so i've been the glue for so many years and it took a long time to just say you know what I, that's not my job i can't i can't fix this situation you know i can listen to you but i don't know if i can fix it number two it is okay if others get angry <laughs> how many times have you avoided doing something avoided saying something did something you did not want to do yourself because you were afraid somebody else was going to get angry. I've done it more times than I can count. And so, um, this is something I still kind of struggle with a little bit, but I think the first two sort of go hand in hand. It's not my job to fix others and it's okay if they get angry about it. You know, people will get angry and some people look for a reason to get angry. And you know what, if they do, it's fine. They'll either get over it or they won't. And I know it's not that easy to process it that way, especially when it's somebody that you love. But, you know, if they love you, they're going to come back. Um, they're not going to be mad forever. And if they are, then okay. Maybe they didn't love you in the first place. And I'm not talking about significant other necessarily. I mean, I'm talking about family, friends, etc. Number three, it is okay to say no. Again, we're building up. We're, we've got a bit of a theme here. Uh, and so... You know, it's okay to tell people no. When my family comes to me and they want me to fix a problem, I say no. When people ask me to do something that I know I'm going to get stressed about or or get anxious about, I tell them no. Um, That doesn't mean I always say no. doesn't mean I I tell everybody no about everything. But it is something that that I'm getting better about saying. For a long time, it was so hard for me to tell people no. 
I wanted to make everybody happy. Part of that is, hey, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Even if it makes me miserable, even if it makes me unhappy, I'm still going to do it. I've stayed in relationships in the past because I didn't want somebody, the other person to get angry. I did not want, um, you know, I wanted them to be happy. I didn't care about myself. Next one, it's not my job to take responsibility for others. If somebody else did something wrong, that's on them. That's not our responsibility to take the problems of somebody else and make it our own. And and that, I think, is part of what this is saying here. If somebody has a problem, it's their problem. Now, you might try to help them. You might listen to them. But it is not your problem. It is theirs. Um, when they do something wrong themselves, it is not your responsibility to say, yeah, that was my fault. It's theirs. And so we project so much stuff onto ourselves. I think it makes us unhappy. I think it triggers our own um, issues. You know, for me, it's, it's anxiety. It makes me very anxious. My brain does a hundred different things. Then I start telling myself I'm not good enough. I start saying, you know, what's wrong with me? Um, and and that's that's part of this. So, you know, you, you've got to take care of yourself first. I don't have to anticipate the needs of others. Uh, I've done this a lot. You know, and part of the needs of others, needs not necessarily meaning like monetary or like stuff but emotions as well you know I've, I've not done things because I was afraid somebody was you know gonna be upset with me I didn't do things at times because I thought they would be angry um, I stopped myself from doing fun things because of what other people might say and so that's one that I think we all have to work on it is my job to make me happy yes that's what self-care is for that's why i talk about that extensively i talk about self-care and what that means it's incredibly important to make yourself happy um because you know you have to live with yourself every day and you have to you're the one that has to deal with whatever is going on in your mind each day and it is so hard to do that it is so hard to get to a place where you're concerned with your happiness and not the happiness of others um nobody has to agree with me uh, and I'm actually going to read these these next two together. So nobody has to agree with me, and I have the right to my own feelings. Basically, if you feel something, you shouldn't. You're you're not wrong for feeling it. It might not necessarily be the right thing to feel, but you feel what you feel. Um, you don't necessarily have control over that. Now you can analyze it and go back and and look at it or whatever. Um, but in the end, it's your feeling. You have the right to it. You have the right to think what you want to think. And nobody has to agree with that. Um, And that's okay. It is okay for you to have a thought. It is okay for you to have an opinion or a feeling. You should not apologize for how you feel or how that's going to make someone else feel. This is something that I've had to learn. I still work on some of these because, I I mean, again, I'm, I'm a people pleaser by nature. I have this need for people to tell me I'm doing a good job or they like that, you know, something I'm doing. And so um, I'm almost feel this need to be validated by other people. Um, they're not in charge of my happiness. I am. And I'm I'm working through that day by day. Trust me. Um, I'm not saying this as someone who's figured it all out because I haven't. 
and and I may never figure it all out. I may never get to that point, but I can try to get better each day. I can try to work through some of this stuff each day, and I don't. I don't recommend trying to do it all in one day because you're going to overwhelm yourself and then you're going to tell yourself, you know, how horrible you are, how um, you're not good enough or how, you know, you're awful. Um, I do that, too. I have done that. But things are getting better. And then the last one, I am enough. I think that's the most powerful one. I think you have to tell yourself how. um how you're, you're good enough. You are enough. You matter. You're important. You know, those are things that, that we all need to hear. Not just people that deal with mental illness, but I think everybody needs to hear that. And so, you know, even if it's just you telling yourself that, you know, if you say it enough times, maybe you can train your brain to to think that way. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the case. I know that was the case for me. I kept having to tell myself that. And then I had to point out the good things I was doing and not the bad things that had happened or the, or the things that I had to overcome. And so um, for me, that that's sort of what that was. It was um, telling myself that I am enough. I'm good enough. I matter. I'm important. And those are things that, and again, I think everybody needs to hear, but not just people with anxiety and depression or, or dealing with any mental illness. Um, but I will say this, um, as I start to wrap things up, that was the list that, that uh, I wanted to talk about. Hopefully you got something out of that. Um, and if not, I, I appreciate you listening to me ramble my way through it. Mental illness is real. It doesn't matter what, what people think, you know, and, and my hope is, is that people come around to it and understand it is a real thing, that it's not just something that we make up or something that money can fix or, you know, whatever the case is. But it is very real. We all have a story. Some of us, our story, you know, involves our brain functioning a different way. And that's okay. So don't ever be ashamed of, of who you are. Don't ever be ashamed of, of what you are. And know that you're important and that you matter. So that's going to wrap it up for me today. Um, it's a little bit shorter of an episode than, than what I'm used to. Um, and that's okay. I try to keep it between 30 minutes and, and an hour. I try not to be much longer than an hour. But sometimes guests go a little bit long, and that's all right, because I want to give everybody the platform to be able to tell their own story. And sometimes that story takes more than an hour, and that's all right. Um, do reach out to us. Uh, it's wrestlingwiththemind at gmail.com. That's the same thing for Facebook. It's Wrestling With The Mind. On Twitter, uh, it is uh, Russell Mind Pod. Um, and if you type in Wrestling With The Mind, it'll pop up there. It'll be one of the top ones that, that pop up. But please do reach out to us. Uh, we're on iTunes in the Google Play Store. If you can, uh, leave us a, a review uh, and a rating. That certainly will help boost the podcast so that more people can actually hear it. More people can actually, um, you know, because the, the more ratings you have, the more they will, will show that podcast. Uh, on those particular apps but but these are available everywhere those places uh you know the the podcast app and the google play store you can find us on both of those and that's going to do it for me um not sure when this is going to drop usually we would drop it on mondays i might try to rush this one and get it out there but 
Um, thanks for everybody for listening. Uh, reach out to us if you want to share your story. I certainly would love that. Uh, and it would certainly help me out having somebody to, to talk to because I, I understand hearing one voice forever is, is not necessarily easy. Um, even if it's a voice you like to hear, you just, it, it gets, you know, old after a while. So it's nice to have different voices, um, that you're hearing. It, it sort of switches things up a little bit and it makes it a little less, um, monotonous i guess but uh as always i will say thanks for listening reach out to us and all that good stuff and remember you may not be okay and that's okay thanks for listening tune in next week same time same place right here on wrestling with the mind